Hey everyone, welcome to this week's edition of Lane, the Leadership Foundation podcast. I'm your host, Thomas Poole. Uh, Stephanie and I are joined this week by Derek Mitchell and Shelby McKay of Washington State. Uh, so we're excited to have uh, you two with us and uh, I guess uh, welcome everyone to this conversation. All right, Shelby, you are the Assistant Director of Athletics for Student Athlete Development at WSU. Could you give us a little bit of a background on your role and what you do there? Yeah, of course. So I started here at WSU just over a year ago, um, coming in from being at George Washington University for six years in academics and student athlete development. So I brought a lot of experience around curriculum development and design of having created the career program at GW and getting my doctorate in education really or working towards it, I should say, um, has really prepared me to come in and help uh, redevelop our programming here and put us on the right track for success for student athletes. So um, overall, I came in and revamped and we launched the Cougar Pursuit back in September. Um, and we're focused on our all of the career leadership and personal development for our student athletes. That's awesome. So while you were at uh, George Washington, you were in an academic realm as an academic advisor for a while, and then you hopped over to student athlete development. So where, why did you make that jump and what did you learn within that transition? Yeah, uh, for me, it was, I noticed a lot in my one-on-ones with student athletes that uh, a lot of my focus was on career exploration. And I spent a lot of time um, interacting with the career center over time by helping with career coaching and learning about their philosophies. And when I took a career counseling course in my master's program, that's when I really fell in love with career exploration from strong interest inventory to uh, Clifton Strengths, and then doing disc assessment with the NCAA really opened up that I can do more than talk about classes and grades and tutoring um, and help them continue their career post uh, their time in college. So uh, when the opportunity came to move into that role solely, I jumped at it and fell in love and I'm never going to go back to academic advising. <laughs> so Derek, a little bit different of a path, uh, as you currently at Washington State are the coordinator of student athlete development and well-being, uh, but you also have your background in football. I know some time at Florida State. Um, so I guess tell us a little bit about how you ended up at Washington State. Yeah, so I had the opportunity after I got done playing to uh, be a graduate assistant in what was at the time called student services, which we know now to be student athlete development. So um, during my two years in grad school, I had the opportunity to uh, be a grad assistant within that unit, um, do a lot of learning, do a lot of um, kind of soul searching, you know, letting go of that identity of being a student athlete is, and then transitioning into the, the role of working with student athletes and helping them, um, you know, to figure out what's the next phase of their life. And then from there, once I graduated, um, just kind of as we talk about networking, just utilizing my network. Um, you know, somebody I, I, I was very close to in, in a mentorship role for me, uh, kind of connected me with somebody um, at, at Washington State, and they, ha they had a position within their student athlete development unit. And um, I, I applied and, um, you know, from, from there, I made the I made the trek to, to, to Pullman, Washington. So uh, that's just a little backstory on, on how I made my way to Washington State. Well, and then with your journey, I'm sure uh, at least I haven't encountered because I'm not in the student athlete uh, development as 
or realm as much. I'm more in the communications. Um, but I'm curious to hear and get your thought process on um, being at a big power five school, Florida State, um, lots of rich football history there, but also having that experience and be able to relate to your student athletes um, on a different level than maybe um, myself uh, would be able to just because you were at that level as well. Yeah, 100%. So I, I, I think that's, that's, that's a, that was a big overarching, you know, feeling that I had about, um, you know, making this transition into student athlete development was just the, the relatability. So um, I know we're going to talk about a little law later, uh, but what we just did was strength finders. Uh, one of my top five strengths was relators. So um, I really value that. And, um, you know, just kind of building that relationship with, with people who you know, I've, I've walked their shoes. I've been that student athlete, you know, in a highly competitive environment. Um, and, and, and I feel like you know, I could, I could you know, relate to them in that way and help them along that journey and, and to transitioning into what it will look like afterwards. So um, that's, that's just kind of how I, I tied in my student athlete experience, everything that I learned and experienced at Florida State and then bringing that same experience to Washington State and, and helping the student athletes here. That's a nice little segue you gave us there, Derek. So um, we're all in. NCAA law together. So could you talk to us about um, why you decided to join law and how law is helping you with Cougar Pursuit? Because you launched that before you came to law. So how is it in like already feet deep in Cougar Pursuit doing this leadership work while also learning about like the basics and the foundations of building that out? So could you just talk to us about that? Yeah, definitely. The timing was really interesting. Uh, in preparing to launch the Cougar Pursuit, we did a lot of listening tours. Um, me being new, I took a lot of time to meet with different coaching staffs and student athletes. And we had a leadership course already. And in talking with colleagues at other schools and even internally, we felt that at first that course would be our leadership programming. And it's offered in the fall and spring. We revamped it to be similar to campus and what the needs were of our student athletes and try to recruit uh, student athletes to participate. And just because it's a four credit class, we ran into challenges where we couldn't get the numbers that we thought we could get in the enrolled in the course. So we recognize timing wise, it doesn't fit into everyone's schedule. Uh, academic um, progress, it doesn't fit into everyone's four year plan, five year plan. So when the opportunity came to apply for the program for law, it made sense. We needed something different, but we couldn't create it on our own. We needed that guidance along the way, especially with already having a course. Like we kind of are at loss at that point. What do we do when we had this thing in place? How do we go back and start all over? So law has really helped us uh, articulate that process and really put it all together. So what are your plans for the course moving forward? Have you discussed that? Do you, is it still up in the air? Is it still going to be in play? So, yeah, we, we, we've been in discussions about it. So um, we're still going to move forward with the course. Um, but I think just the, as Shelby just kind of highlighted, what we wanted to, to see is how it mixed in with the, with the new law, law curriculum that we're, that we're learning and the new program that we're, that we're building from the ground up. So um, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a great course. You know, it's, it, it is very beneficial and um, there is a lot to take away from it. Um, it's just how did we how do we make it um, you know efficient, effective, and impactful um, you know in, in accordance with everything that we knew that we're bringing to the table, I believe. Yeah, and in the last like 
four minutes of our breakout session at the end. Corey gave us some ideas, so we're, we're processing that along the way, and we'll probably get some feedback from some of our working group members too. Um, and you brought up the working group, which I think was one of the things that uh, we, from the module one, that's probably our biggest takeaway. Uh, and that's something that uh, outside of the theories and some of those fa other foundation things um, has been a great help for us. I guess, talk us through a little bit about what your formation or uh, what your working group uh, looks like and um, how you're using that to really help propel uh, the program forward. Yeah, that was a, a new thought process for us. Uh, originally, we weren't in a position to have a full like working group committee, just knowing with everyone going to season, um, we have different schedules, people out of the office, and a lot of people across campus that we knew would be really valuable, valuable to give insight into. It was kind of hard to fathom what that could look like. But after talking with everyone else in law, we realized we kind of already established one unofficially. Um, and move forward with making it a little bit more official with how we do presentations. So we had already met with all the coaches beforehand. So I even consider them to be part of this working group um, officially or unofficially, however you want to look at it. And then incorporating some of the faculty members that we've come across who are teaching these courses and teaching theories um, and getting their input to our student athletes and a few of our staff members. So our plan is to uh, meet with these different individuals uh, separately or in groups based off of their interest areas and have different presentations along the way. So the ice tank, ice tank challenge really taught us that we can't teach or get present the same ideas to everyone. Uh, I don't think I'm going to be able to give a logic model to all of my coaches and probably most of my student athletes know, um, but definitely to our faculty members, they'll understand that and they'll give us a little bit more in-depth feedback. So um, that was really eye-opening to bring that challenge together with the idea of the working groups. So I don't know about you, but this last module that we have of law was by far my favorite that we've had, even though we've only had two. But I love those personality type assessments, the Strengths Finder, the EQ. Um, have you guys taken those assessments before law? And if so, did you see a difference in your results? So yes, we we took the strength finders um, early in the summer, just, just within our student athlete development unit. And um, yeah, I had I had similar results to, to what I did the, the very first time I took it. Um, I feel like my my five strengths, they did align well with you know who I am, you know, some things that just, you know, I, I feel like I do maybe naturally that I wasn't um, intentional, intentionally aware of that, you know, just kind of came came to me. But um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed the, the whole process of, you know, taking that deep dive and figuring those things out. And um, as I said, just kind of just trying to be intentional about, you know, the application of it. I know that was the whole overarching thing of module two is like application, application, application. So I'm um, just looking, looking forward to, to taking you know, everything we learned from those personality traits and, um, and, and applying it to, you know, different areas and avenues of our you know, student athlete development experience. So for me, I uh, am trained as a successful coach in uh, StrengthsFinder. So I've been in this space for a good amount of time and um, I've been instructed not to retake the assessment. So I'm also very much married to my top five and know my 34. So I was like, I'm not retaking this. 
Um, so I definitely love it. We've been teaching it with our student athletes for our new student athlete orientation course. Um, and I've been part of it for probably about five years now. So I just like hearing from other people learn about it too, um, and continue to hear different viewpoints and even new activities along the way, and maybe take a few for us as well. Um, the emotional intelligence assessment was challenging, I would say. Um, I told a few people I was just really surprised by my results, especially in kind of relating it to strengths. Um, one of my top fives is relator, but emotional intelligence said that I was a little bit lower in relationship management and social, social awareness. So um, that was a little bit challenging to understand when I've been like, oh, I'm a relationship builder. That's what strength says. Um, but understanding more in context what it actually represents and that there's always room for improvement once we had those conversations was really helpful. EQ assessment broke me down. <laughs> I was so disappointed with my results. <laughs> yeah, and that was the exact same way. Cause I'm like, you know what, I'm, I'll probably do middle of the pack, whatever. Uh, and then I ended up getting like a 68 and then I was reading through all the different things. It's like, if you're a 59, which I had two of my individual ones were 61. So I'm like, crap, I'm really close to that 59. I really need some improvement rank. So uh, I think that's something that definitely hit us both uh, a little bit hard in the face. But um, I guess with your experience with the strength builders, um, a little bit more so than the uh, EQ, um, I guess, what have you seen uh, in terms of how your student athletes um, have really grown from those different um, type of personality tests and how they've really embraced that to help them um, outside of the classroom and, um, environment as well. Yeah, I can actually just talk about a recent example I had. I, I met with um, a first year student athlete who has gotten interviews for different internships already. And she's she couldn't get to the next round. And we did a mock interview and I started to understand why she wasn't getting there. And I was like, do you remember taking strengths back in the fall? And she's like, yeah, I can't remember what they were, but I think one of them was this and one of them was that. I was like, yeah, that's right. Cause I was able to pull them up for her. And we started to talk more about it and she got really excited remembering what her results were. And then she was able to articulate a lot more uh, about herself um, in relation to some of the jobs that she was applying to um, based off of that. So I use it as a, a great tool for helping people with their resumes and those interview skills. I mean, what better way to answer a question of what are your top five strengths or your, your weaknesses at that too, and be able to talk about that. And then we teach them to focus on your strengths versus your weaknesses. And that's the easiest way to answer that question without trying to sound like um, a generic response that you might be used to. I had that exact thought whenever, like last night during law, cause I was just like, where was this when I was interviewing for these positions last year? <laughs> like this would have helped me so much with that. The, what's your, what are your strengths and weaknesses? Like it would have been so much easier and I would have been much more confident in my answers to those questions if I had done this assessment ahead of time. Um, so I guess with the first two modules done, I guess, I know we touched a little bit on it, but what has been, I guess, the shooting star moment or the aha moment um, that really where everything started to click or something that you didn't know was like, well, that's common sense. I should have known that, but didn't. 
It's like a start. Um, I think that you know one of one of the great moments, and Shelby, Shelby briefly touched on it, was um, just the conversations that we've had uh, for the like a needs assessment within our coaching staff. So you know, we've been able to connect with all of our coaching staffs except one at this point, and and, and they're on the, they're on the schedule coming up soon. But um, just those conversations of you know taking a deeper dive into what is their definition of leadership. You know how does that you know look on their team. Um, who are their their strongest leaders? Are the are those leaders um, selected by their their skill level or by their true leadership ability? Just finding out those those different things just to get a, a better sense of how we could tailor these tailor this this program specifically to each team and not just make it a one size fits all. So I think that was up until this point that's kind of been my biggest takeaway. Um, you know, we've been kind of you know behind the scenes, of course, putting putting all the pieces together, working on it, you know, brick by brick. But um, I think that was a that was a substantial kind of you know foundational piece that's that's really helped push us push us forward. And for me, it was uh, mostly in module one, um, going through like the theories and the competencies, um, even the the resources in the books that we have. It was validation that a lot of the research I've done in the past and the knowledge I've gained from my doctorate program and my master's program um, has really relates to what we were thinking of building um, and what in the direction I was thinking that we should head, um, especially like when social change model has been brought up in almost every session um, and it's on our campus too. It's like, okay, this keeps reoccurring. Like this is the approach that we need to take um, or to using the leadership challenge, which I've read a couple of times already and knowing like, okay, now I have the, the resource to pair these activities to uh, this theory or this framework that I've known for a while. Um, so it just validated some of the things that I was thinking and knowing that I was in the right place and then gives me confidence in us building this together over the next few months. That kind of goes into my next question for you. Um, the last, I think, two sessions um, you guys have spoken up about either leadership activities or programming that you guys have done. And I've loved all the ones that you have shared. So where do you find that inspiration for these programs? Where, what resources do you have and what advice do you have to student athlete development professionals or anyone doing leadership programming um, as they're creating these activities and programs? Yeah, none of the programs that or activities we've created have I actually created. Like we've gotten them from other people, um, other resources. So whether it's the activity books that we've gotten for law or um, experiences from campus were, were kind of the biggest things. Um, I've always made an effort to stay connected with student affairs um, while at GW I was a GA in student affairs. So um, I was involved in leadership programming and saw what activities they did. Um, I was also in campus recreation, so ropes courses are the, the place to go for any type of activity. Um, and our, our class that we have, half of this class meets at the ropes course. So every Thursday there is a leadership activity um, centered around anything that we talk about in the class. So we have 16 weeks worth, worth of activities already prepared for us that we can duplicate in the course or in um, our future programming. Um, and then just other individuals outside. So like the prisoner's dilemma activity that I presented to you all, I got from a former coach that I worked with. So 
that came out of nowhere. I didn't even know it existed, um, but people have different ideas. If you just take some time to uh, talk to them, you never know what they may have up their sleeve. Totally agree with the ropes course. I, uh, when I was a master's student, I facilitated at our school's ropes course and loved every minute of, minute of it. All the leadership lessons, activities are great. So if we can get our students to a ropes course at least one time during our leadership program, I'm going to be a happy person. <laughs> Um, well, as we begin to wrap up, there's one last question that we ask every single um, person or we start to ask every single person who comes on here. So um, curious to hear your thoughts on it. And uh, I'll ask the question and expound upon it while you guys think for a little bit. But the question is, um, basically, we know you're implementing this program and we know there's going to be hurdles in the way at some point in time. What is a hurdle that you're looking forward to overcoming? So while you guys think about that for a second, um, this question really stemmed a couple of weeks ago from um, uh, my talk with Amanda Ekaboot uh, from UMass and just wanting to hear what they're going through. Obviously, what we're going through at AIC is a small Division II school is way different than what you guys are uh, at Washington State. But at the same time, there might be something similar to it uh, that we might be able to help each other out with. Uh, so that's where that conversation or this question ended up coming from. So uh, if you want to have an answer each or a combined answer, it doesn't matter to us, but I'm more concerned or not concerned, but more uh, intrigued about um, your answer because I want to hear um, what's something you're excited about overcoming. Derek, you got some ideas first? Uh, I think uh, something for me is um, just kind of being a former student athlete, um, just coming out of it not too long ago. And I'm sure we've all had these, these times where you know, student athletes time is, is of the essence. And, you know, it's, it's hard sometimes um, to get them excited about things outside of their sport or, you know, just things that may not be initial. They don't, they don't see the initial value in right now. So um, I think that overcoming the, the hurdle of figuring out, you know, how we will get our student athletes engaged, how we will keep them bought in throughout the whole process how we will, you know, track their track their leadership growth throughout it and allow them to see it in real time um, and to, to really, you know, allow them to take what they're learning within our leadership program back to their teams. Their coach see the value in it. They see the value in it and they, they continue to grow throughout the process. So I'm excited to to overcome that the hurdle of, you know, getting them initially bought in and then you know, seeing their growth throughout the time and, and letting them, you know, kind of, you know, get, get their feet wet to start and then, you know, initially just grow and grow and, and, and become the great leaders that we, we know that they can be, that they have within them. So kind of off of that, the leadership growth piece is what st stands out to me and just proving the program is worth it um, for future buy-in. Um, one of the reasons why we took the time to meet with coaches before really diving into the logic model was how do coaches assess this? Like, what do they see um, in the, their sports as leadership? How do they define it? So how can we show that after year one, two, three, and et cetera? Um, so coaches continue to buy in and support us and then carry the messaging that we are um, providing and educating within the program. So it is everlasting and we can see that leadership growth. Um, that assessment piece is just so 
challenging to articulate at times, especially when it's qualitative. Um, so putting my research cap on, I'm excited to dive into that once I finish my dissertation. <laughs> Awesome. Uh, well, thank you guys both for joining us today, Shelby and Derek, and uh, we're excited to follow your journey along um, over the next, I guess, year, year and a half, whatever it is, especially uh, as we uh, wrap up law here in a couple months and then start to implement everything that we're learning and uh, seeing you, what you guys put out and uh, uh, seeing what we can learn from you guys as well. Thanks again for having us. Thank you. Really appreciate the opportunity and excited to see what you all come up with as well, as well as our the rest of our cohort cohort. So I think um, I think our law class is going to be, uh, you know, one, one, one to remember. So uh, we'll, we'll keep that in, in mind. I mean, I think we already are. I mean, we're the first virtual one, too. So uh, I think we're definitely one to remember. We might be the guinea pigs, but I hope that we come out on top as a favorites out of all the uh, cohorts that have gone through so far. Exactly. I mean, how could we not be a favorite? So. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you guys both so much for uh, joining us. And uh, for those listening at home, be sure to join us next week uh, as we talk a little bit about our formation group and what's been going on behind the scenes.